This week on First Issue Club, we are covering Berserker Unbound on Dark Horse and Coffin Bound on Image. Boundiful. What a boundiful <laughs> crop we have for this week. Welcome back to First Issue Club. My name is Greg Lichtai, and you are tuned in and locked and loaded for your comic book news. It's a new voice I'm trying. It's a, kind of like a morning Jacques. 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 He's French. Morning Jacques. Morning Jacques. Hello. Welcome to the show. That's not French. No. I don't know what that is. No, that, it kind of sounded a little French. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Yeah. Well, welcome. <laughs> I am from France. Bonjour. Oh, that's right. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> oh, I got some comic book news I'm for you I'm a terrible French Hold on. Let me introduce you first. <laughs> okay. So like I said, this is First Issue Club, the weekly podcast that aids you through the muddy and murky water of the comic book landscape. We read number one comic books because that's what we love the most, and sometimes they're the most confusing. So we're here to read them and talk to them with y'all. Now, Budget King, what is your comic book news? Um, Epstein killed himself. <laughs> How was that comic book news? It is uh, reported... Was it with like an Acme rope? <laughs> We're kind of in the lull season of comic book news, everyone. San Diego Comic-Con is over. New York Comic-Con hasn't really started going yet. So we're kind of in between uh, big breaking news for comics. The big two are doing their events right now, their summer blockbuster hits. So what I want to do is kind of check in with you guys. How's everybody doing? It's been a while since I've just asked each and every one of you. You doing okay? This is Budgie King. Mm -hmm. I think I'm doing great. My wife and I had a long vacation. This is already, people have already turned this off. <laughs> um, and I, don't, I don't blame them. So you went to Canada, right? We did go to Canada. Yeah, great country. Any, if we have any listeners from Canada, totally recommend your country. Good day. You go to any comic book shops? One. Okay. Yes, in Calgary. Right. What was it called? Uh, it was cool. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it, but shout out to Calgary as a city, <laughs> as a whole city and a whole country. Did I you enjoyed it. Drake? Uh, Drake's in Toronto. Big country, actually. 30 million people. In the whole country? And um, I got a new scent. Um, I purchased oh, it. Oh, God. What is it? <laughs> is it bod? <laughs> it's tree bark mi mixed with um, Tylenol or uh, ibuprofen. <laughs> so it's medical and So they bottled that? Natural. Is it like a CBD or an essential oil? <laughs> it makes everybody, I either make them feel at ease <laughs> or outside. <laughs> so, uh, so it has that kind of pine I've never scent to it. Felt this without actually physically being outside, but am I outside right now? Yes, you're by me. <laughs> anyway, you're I, done. I, Caitlin, <laughs> Caitlin, my sweetie, sweet. I know you are not doing well because we are stressed from planning this wedding. Yeah, planning a wedding is crazy, guys. It's stressful. The job is stressful. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> that, that's, that's good. It. So, elope, everyone. Uh, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Thank yeah. you. Uh, buying a house. I just signed some papers. Digitally, we Digitally, might add. We right are in the in 21st century. Right oh, you were literally you just doing that? Yes. Oh. Uh, so, that's a big deal. Then, I worked 60 hours last week. So, that was brutal. Been too busy there. Mm -hmm. um, other mic news. Normal existential dread. I think that's it. Can I just Baseline. say, I'm proud of all of us because we just described described our weeks pretty much, and they were 
hellacious. <laughs> and still, we've done Here we are. regular episodes and Patreon episodes. I just want to say I'm proud just... of each and every one of you. Thank you. Uh, Mike, you found something cool uh, that's kind of comic book related. You literally just showed it to us on your phone. Oh. <laughs> you looked at me with such a puzzled expression. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm a huge NBA fan. Uh, the Clippers just released their schedule in a really creative way. They did like a digital co- short comic book mm-hmm. uh, that had a lot of the illustrated characters racing around and getting in fights and all kinds of fun stuff. Looking at a lot of games, making my travel plans for the next year. Do you have a lot? Are you going to travel a lot to see him? I'm going to go to at least a few games next year. Are you still a Thunders fan? Still a Thunder fan. Thunders? Thunders. <laughs> I love my Thunders. <laughs> Is it not plural? There's Can more I... than one Thunder in a storm. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Mike, Mike I D. I want you to Mike have D. a shirt that now. says, I love my Thunders. <laughs> Mike D. Is a Knickerbocker fan. Who are them? <laughs> the New York Knicks. <laughs> oh, that's what it's from? Yeah, Knickerbockers. Who are them? What is that? <laughs> it's, a last, it's a last are you, name. Are you sure you're okay? I, I had a bunch of skittles <laughs> <laughs> before <laughs> the recording. I am jacked them? to the nines. Boy. Well, you got caffeinated seltzer water here. Don't talk to me about being over caffeinated. He also didn't say, who are them? <laughs> well, who are they? <laughs> the Knickerbockers. <laughs> Knickerbockers. So the deal is, five guys get on the court, and there's another. Wait, is this a joke? Hold there's on. another five guys in different colors. Love their burgers. Who's mm-hmm. the sixth man? Then I'm confused. <laughs> the he crowd. shot. He shot Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> he shot Kennedy. He's the on the grassy knoll. So, so is that honestly someone's last name? Like that founded that particular team? Mm-mm-mm. Edgar Knickerbocker. No, no, he did the popcorn. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah. You're actually asking what Knickerbockers are? I'm not continuing this conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, okay. he, he is. He is. It, I, I honestly it, don't I, know actually, what it is. I don't. No, it was a genuine question. It wasn't a troll. He was confusing it with Orville Redenbacher. Well, no, that was a goof on Caitlin. I knew that was Orville uh, okay. Redenbacher. Okay. Uh, but what what is Knickerbocker? <laughs> well, you may know that. You'd be surprised, but go ahead. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, my God. Uh, Should this all stay in for the intro? Yeah, I honestly like, thought yeah, it had something nice, to do yeah. with the clothing thing. Is it well, a shoe? Are they high socks? Well, no, pants. Okay. But, pants. Like pantaloons. But people call n- New Yorkers knickerbockers, and, it's, and I think it's born out of um, the formal way of saying um, knickers, which is pants. Okay. Interesting. It's not a last name. I've been goofing on myself this whole lifetime. No, that's no one's name. <laughs> so, huh? Okay, I see now why they go with New York Knicks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> New York Knickerbockers is weird. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, you guys got any other news you want to cover before we get into this thing? Now nah, let's get this podcast started. That was good. That was good. That was great. Leading the episode off, we have Berserker Unbound on Dark Horse Comics by Lemire, Diatado Jr., Martin, and Wands. BK, hit me off with one of your patented reviews. Well, in Berserker Unbound, we find a Viking in Viking land uh, doing Viking things. Then 
he is transported into modern day. And that is the comic. Yeah, you pretty much nailed it. Mm. <laughs> There's nothing more. Uh, I will add one thing. I think he's a barbarian, not a Viking. You are correct. I am an idiot. I am bad with times that are below our current yeah. time period. Uh, there is a lot of comic book here for that is exactly what happened. If you read the intro to this comic book, you read what happened in this first issue. I was really hyped for this book because Me I too. saw Jeff Lemire on there. Fucking love that man. And it, he writes... He writes some great, got, great books. He writes stuff about family that really gets me. Um, if you guys have ever read Underwater Welder, it's one of my favorite graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Um, he did Animal Man, which we talk about a lot here. Right. Um, just fucking great shit. And I wouldn't say this was bad. I actually, it, although it was super basic um, and straightforward, I really I, I enjoyed it. But there yeah. is there is not much that happens beyond a barbarian traveling into time. There are some brutal fun, violent scenes in this. That's what I was going to just chime in and say that would be the redeemable factor is if you're looking for kind of like that unstoppable force type of a lead character where you're, and you kind of were introduced to it. You don't really know that that's what he is. You just know he's like this massive dude who's enraged by the death of his wife and child. And you, but he really is, he has a legacy and you find out why. And that was redeemable about the simplicity because I would generally require a whole lot more to happen in a first issue for me to want to pick up number two, but that was redeemable um, yep. for me. One One Punch Man. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> does, uh, does some soul searching, finds a little portal, and then finds himself into present day. But honestly, that present day little jump doesn't happen until like the last couple of pages of the comic book Mm -hmm. um, where he finds a homeless man that's going to be his sage. But the violence that happens up into there, whew, give me violence any day. Visually, this was stunning. Mm -hmm. I think we're not disagreeing there. I'd agree with that, but it's also not my visual style at all. It's like totally not the look of something I'm into, I don't think. How so? Well, one, it's that high fantasy, heavy metal looking thing with like Mm -hmm. hyper-realistic facial features it does look like photos almost yeah and that's i like things a little more stylized than that right especially like i i can get down on a muscle man but for some reason like we all muscle man stuff that's just like it looks like classic old conan the barbarian heavy metal magazine issues i'm like it didn't do anything more for me and the twist we talked about this a little on the patreon episode right was just so just easy, like didn't blow my mind. What was the twist? That uh, he gets he's in thrown New into now? New York. He's a Knickerbocker now. <laughs> <laughs> and it all comes back around. Yeah. Wait, that's a twist? I mean, that's literally in the write-up of the of the comic book. I mean, the the photo of this, the cover is the bunch of streetcars. Wouldn't you cars. say that's kind of a twist? You it, don't think that's a twist? Uh, does, that's a barbarian story, and then he ends up in maybe. Oh, well, I guess if the I guess if it was hidden that he was going to end up in New York, maybe yeah. that's a better term for twist. But I I think that it was very well plot out that that's what was going to happen. That was a little bit. What has to happen for um, here to keep you interested in whatever this is? What keeps me the what I could see really enjoying. I was looking at the next issue description, and at the end it says this guy is a homeless man, which I didn't necessarily get. I didn't know if he just had, like, a house that was on the outskirts because he was in a robe. You couldn't tell by his, like, raggedy uh, sweatshirt? I didn't. I thought it might have been a robe. Oh, it was a robe. Well, 
I don't who, know. Who wears a robe in Central Park? Well, I thought, I didn't know he was in Central Park. I So anyway, moving up past that, um, he guides him through a new land with new vices and hardships. And the word vices mm. kind of made me think like, is he going to get addicted to something? <laughs> or is he going to just become like the Ooh. leader of this homeless tribe? Like, Oh, I keep could, going. I could see being very into that. But yeah. I don't know. This it, story seems very, very sincere if this, if about this, what it's saying. If this barbarian gets a crippling heroin addiction, <laughs> I am in. I just kind of thought like it would be interesting. Like what if he like really bonds with these <laughs> Vagabonds. Is, what other addictions could he have? Is this barbarian Gary Busey? <laughs> we're we're kind of come to find out. Uh, what if he became like a sex addict? That's not a vice. Or a pimp. Yeah, it is. That's a vice. What? Tell That's me, not a vice. Yeah, what it is. Mean? They have sex addiction classes, dude. Just because they have classes, doesn't make it a vice. You just like sex. Does that make? Well, if yeah, because it can ruin your life if you become too addicted. Then it becomes a vice. All right. I'm just not going to judge people is all I'm saying. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, okay, so we're not judging people who like to have sex and like to have a lot of sex. But, I would but say when there's it starts impeding on your normal life. About okay, having yeah. an addiction versus that's a good liking point. sex. So like if you're, if you're like, I'm driving into work and then instead you go have sex, that's an addiction. There are criteria in the diagnostic statistic manual <laughs> for what an addiction is. And basically anything can fall in that category. So I'm right? No, we're right. No. But you said no, anything. Exercising Anything means nothing. E- yeah. You can become addicted to oh, exercising okay, or got to it. eating. Okay. Like, yeah. and it's you have not... an unhealthy relationship with it and it right. impedes yeah. normal life. Yeah. Correct. Impedes normal life. Okay. You guys look at but me like I'm were, stupid. No, you were, no, you were right when like you said stupid. like I'm going to work and then all of a sudden I end up having sex instead. Okay. That would be one of the criteria, which is why that led me there. I okay. mean, I get where you're coming from because we're very po- sex positive and like we want people For to sure. live their lives and you know be able to express themselves. But it does come to... A point where it's just like too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Okay, I got that. Oh, uh, so we got we got sex that it could be it could be drugs. What are some other vices? Television, television, video sharpening v- video. Oh, board. video games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Could be video games. Um, what name some of your vices that he could take on? <laughs> Spending too much money on I comic was books. Say, Pepperoni retail, pizza. Retail, retail, <laughs> kind of anything. Yeah, retail. My question is, uh, where the fuck does this book go? Yeah, fast food maybe. I'd, what, where does this book go? <gasps> he becomes like a fat Thor type. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, <laughs> it, it could go anywhere because it ended at like a place where it's like, and the world is your oyster. People are just going to- have any money that we know of. No. He's got a homeless Well, party. I think all his credit cards would be canceled from that time jump. What's, uh, what's his objective? Well, he's going to be pissed off and disoriented, so he's probably going to start trying to kill stuff. If he, oh, this is his first time seeing a fucking car. Oh, he's going to kill it. He's going to try to attack that. Oh, he hasn't seen Hamilton yet. Kill it. <laughs> he's going to want to go see that immediately. Oh, that's all. I'm jealous of him. <laughs> Gets to see Hamilton for the first time. Yeah. Well, people are just going to think that he had a psychotic break. Right. Like that oh, he's just like a normal, yeah, like, okay. that he's a, and maybe that's another further twist to this where none of this is real in his head. Until they see his, like, like a, a his abilities, though. What is it, his abilities? To he's, massacre he's, people with do you a think sword? Yeah, they're called uh, serial killers here. Do you think he walks on for the New York Giants? Um, one other hot take I have for this. The uh, title is much too close to the top. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> but the placement of the placement of the text is like absurdly close. <laughs> that's what, uh, that's the what margins are what you call that's narrow. What you worried about. <laughs> It, it, every single time I look at it, I, I can't get over like who who the hell well, let that happen. You're gonna fall off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It's disorienting how close it is. There's, there's just too much action happening here. Maybe we're overthinking this. 
Maybe this is just an excuse. It's a one in four. There's nothing yeah. to overthink. Berserker goes to the modern world, becomes a bum. Do you I like think, it? I think this is going to be two-page spread after two-page spread of gnarly fight and violence. I, I was that. kind of into this the panel where he's like falling through. Like all the the kind of gruesome, like that li- goddess lady looking thing, like all the symbols. Could you, I don't know. Could you say that like maybe that this is a back. metaphor? Like this is where ev- the origin of every homeless person that you see? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of like the Nightmare Before Christmas thing, though. Like when he's got the symbols all around him. And I was like, did he just walk into our world? And maybe this is like the... <laughs> he has to find the red tree. The, yeah, there's a... I kind of thought this was like trying to dunk on World of World or uh, War of the Realms. Well, they did a the shitty symbols. job. Well, it's funny that you bring up War of the Realms because this, you know, that part of part of the lead up to that, we had Conan thrown into modern day New York, much like Berserker, Unbound, Unbound. Yeah. Can we do a title surgeon on this? Go ahead. Do, do, Thank do, you. Do, do. Yeah. <laughs> um, we know what the word Berserker comes from. A barbarian. I don't know how I missed that in my intro. Um, but unbound, why is he unbound? He seemed to be unbound from the shackles of his family. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're not holding him back anymore. (laughs) So he's truly going to be his own man. Yeah, so I mean, that's really all we have about (laughs) Berserker Unbound, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Surprising debut by Jeff Lemire, I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) It was a little light. (laughs) Not used to what we're seeing from him. Oh, no. Oh, no. And Jeff, if you're listening, and I know you are, <laughs> this book was fine. I think he's Canadian. <laughs> so what does that mean? Um, his he's under- one of the his under- how many million? Is he in the- thirty million? His yes. understanding of New York was Neh. and barbarian culture <laughs> was not that great. Yeah. How do you know? <laughs> well, I have something to tell you all. Oh boy, I'm berserker. I'm berserker. <laughs> <laughs> this is an autobiography <laughs> under my pseudonym, Jeff Lemire. <laughs> And you're not yet unbound. <laughs> about to be I'm bound. St- I'm still very bound. Berserker about to, about to be bound. the heroin addiction, though. Ooh, what if, like, the next chapter of this is Berserker bound and he gets into, like, S&M? Ooh, <gasps> now that I could get into. That's I a vice. Into that. That's, that's, a, vice that's, that's a different kind of vice. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's a good vice. <laughs> and take my advice and get into that vice immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and don't leave until I let you out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, could he just get, like, a retail job? Yeah. I doubt it. He'd probably like a security guard somewhere. Security guard would be a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see him slinging sandwiches. Working at, working at like a shawarma place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bouncer. Yeah, what are other some like... Zoo guy. He would get in a lot of trouble though. Yeah. Could you imagine the first douche that was like giving him trouble? Oh, yeah. Head, just kill him. head off. Yeah. That's fine though. One less douche in the world. <laughs> Hooray. We need more Correct, of those. Correct, but then he'd go to jail unless then he destroyed the entire police force. I think you're right in part two of this. <laughs> <laughs> Berserker takes on the world. It's the ultimate challenge. We haven't seen technology. He could be a chimney sweep. <laughs> he could. Oh, that's true. He could be in like 1950s New York. That's uh-huh. true. Well, well, just where the cars on the, the cover. But the cover we don't know could happen in another. He could go in another void. Oh, he oh, jumps yeah, again. Fall back another in. time jump. Yeah, this is then Highlander. He, then I want to see to Halloween Town. I want to see Berserker in 2099. <laughs> <laughs> He's just really confused. <laughs> By then, it's all going to be gone. So he might actually just. Arr, be the first what is man. my life, verily? <laughs> is Jeff Lemire that verily fam- that famous where he just is like, yes, yeah, barbarian goes to New York. Y- yeah, I think <laughs> I, I think he really is. 
I think he's he's built up enough clout where he just walks in oh. a room and they go, whatever you want, Jeff. Especially with Dark Horse. Well, yeah, because he did Black Hammer. Right. That was their new Hellboy mm-hmm. uh, He's got a free pass. Series. You need to tell me Jeff Lemire's a billionaire now, too? Uh, <laughs> no, but he's definitely not caught up in the Epstein bullshit, either. <laughs> That's true. He doesn't have enough money for that. I didn't hate this book, but I'm, I just... It's tough to have an emotion about this book. I was wondering if you were if you were gonna really like it. I because I, I, I know you're like a big Jeff Lemire fan, mm-hmm. and so I assume that you might go into it just thinking like giving it um, a pass, a little more credit than the rest of us might. Yeah, I mean it didn't. It it was interesting because it's like I really like the violence, and I didn't. I wasn't. I get the like whole heavy metal Conan thing, not liking that. I did like that he was like invincible. We get a really like strong muscle man. Mm. I just like. Honestly, it just needed like ten more pages. Like, what's he doing in New York to grab us? Right. And and so that that's all I needed. And then I'd be like, okay, cool. I get the concept. I get. Um, I felt his like family struggle or whatever. But I just I don't understand. Like Knights Temporal, somewhat similar timeline. So much to sink your teeth into there. Right. Like so many right. mysteries, um, with the, the whole transport thing. But here, I just don't know where we're gonna go. I'm definitely gonna like thumb through number two and see hmm. where's, it, where's it taking me and then <laughs> go from there yeah like pull me in <laughs> next you got, up you gotta say <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I hope that was a bit. <laughs> As you check your nails. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have Coffin Bound on Image from Danny and Waters. <laughs> you no. put him in the wrong order. Yeah, you did. Did I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Danny would disagree. <laughs> I would agree, too. My priority list goes Danny and then Waters for this book. I All right, think. Yeah. yeah. For those of you who are confused, Danny was the artist for this, yep. and Dan Waters, the writer. I decided to switch them because it doesn't matter, because they both contributed to this book. And my take, art better than story. So in Coffin Bound, the phrase Coffin Bound is a familiar phrase for us all. It's what we're all destined to. True. Unless you're like committed a crime against the mob, and then you're just ditch bound. Yes, you could be river bound, ditch bound. We are likely coffin bound or urn bound. Mm-hmm. Coffin bound generally accepted as a place that we're all going. In this story, there is a young lady who has committed a atrocity towards somebody. <laughs> really? That's what you got from this? <laughs> but she had to have pissed off somebody, and they want to kill her bad. There we go. And there is uh, kind of like a weird magical realm of things happening. Mm-hmm. It seems very um, almost psychedelic. In fact, there's a vulture in a cage that's her best friend. And he seemed uh, almost like a herald. Like, I don't think she knew him. She beca- he becomes a companion for her, but yeah, sorry, you're right. I becomes her best friend or only friend. Or, or at least a companion. But I think I think you're both right. Is the is what I was trying to say because hey. I think he is a herald of something ominous to come. Yeah, yeah. vultures surround what's about to die. Yeah, and uh, it it seems like very Quentin Tarantino esque a little bit, like kind of like um hmm. like a those two movies that he did with like the muscle car and the Planet Terror. 
um, Death Proof. Oh, okay, yeah. Kind of like a B movie, a, a Grindhouse, yeah, yeah. like t- type of movie. Um, and so, yeah, there's uh, hitmen that are coming out for this lady. We don't exactly know what she did, <laughs> and there's spiritual, weird, mystical stuff happening. And they uh, release this thing called an Earth Eater. Is that right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, how did it get its name? It eats the Earth. <laughs> Here's the thing. I like that it has its own title for its name that appears anytime it says something or does something. Right. I agree Which with Which adds it. to the kind of grindhouse aesthetic. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I agree fully, 100% with the Tarantino. I thought it was really cool that you have a female lead in this because, like, she's like a. Um, I don't, I don't want to say, like, she's kind of like a Hunter S. Thompson type or like a Han Solo type where she has developed all of these relationships different um, groups, uh, affiliations, and she gets to, she's at the center of it, though. We're following her, and she's kind of this, like, lone wolf, like, femme fatale mixture, which Mm -hmm. I enjoyed. I'm a little bit confused by the way you're setting up this book because I sense that you didn't like it, and I loved, loved this book. I did not hate this book however it seemed like a bunch of theater kids got together drank some absinthe i hate theater kids so that's an there was a dude that looked literally like adam ant in this yeah but i i I think his character was supposed to be that i think his character was very highly like typecast this seemed like it was trying way too hard for me to, to me, I, I felt I actually like it was... felt like it didn't take itself that serious at all. Like it was, and we are a house divided. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I mean I, she's she's no, no, rifling no. through stuff, and then it, there's a magazine that just says porn. Yeah, I loved that. <laughs> I just felt like it was trying too hard. I I loved it I, from the minute that I started reading it. Every page was like a a different kind of like learning something about her and the character, and I felt like the way that we learned about her was her adventuring, and then this like the force of this. Uh, the Earth Eater or whatever, when it enters in the comic book, it felt like dastardly and the very like ominous and um, like a very evil presence. Hmm. And I felt like it fulfilled that. And so like we got a very like believable evil and um, a world that's like kind of crazy. Like there's like people who are going to strip clubs and paying. And I love this concept. They're they're getting off on the idea of like seeing the mortality by watching people like essentially uh, mutilate themselves, mutilate themselves in mm-hmm. front of themselves. Yeah, and I don't know. I just I I really really enjoyed this comic and I loved the artwork. So I I don't know, Mike, if you were paying this a compliment or whatever, but I felt like the artwork was just like super stellar. I am paying it a compliment. I thought the artwork was incredible in this. I thought. The story did a lot of things that I did enjoy, but in some areas I felt like it meandered and didn't quite educate me on anything or push the story in a way that I thought was structured enough to inform me about anything. That being said, I partially enjoyed it. I don't know. See? You're basically saying what I said when I said I didn't hate this book. The piercing that she has, it's kind of a weird thing to mention, but, like, you don't often see non-traditional piercings in, like, main lead characters. And so I thought that was, like, an interesting detail to add to her. Where is she pierced at? 
She has like I think it's in between yeah. her like the bridge of her nose. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe even further apart. Um. So I don't know. I felt like this comic book took a lot of risks as far as like the art went, and was really fun. And I liked. I mean, the story was super entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those comic books you had to read twice because it is. It just is what it is. She's on a little adventure, and she's kind of a badass. Right. I, I, like I said, I didn't hate this book. I just felt like it was if this book trying to do something that uh, if this book was in movie form, you you would have been goo goo gaga. I, I think it. so. I one hundred percent agree. I, I I do. I really do. But I it just didn't connect with me in this. Maybe it's because I've been in love with Tank Girl for so long, and I've just fighting, saturated myself with Tank Girl. Fighting referencing that that ju- this just felt like it was. That's a great. That's actually a, a great point. Yeah. I've hardly read a Tank Girl. Which I, I am always pro-female leads. Like, in, like I love seeing strong women in comics, and, like, this is great to see another strong female lead. But, like, the entire time I was just like, this is kind of like Tank Girl. I think where yeah. it differs is the world that she's in is much darker. There yeah, is a ten- There is a tinge of humor, but not the lighthearted, wacky humor of Tank Girl. It's more, like, dark, dealing with these... This like harbinger of death riding shotgun, like she's not gonna scrape by like a like the rascal, you know, fun loving gal type that she like that tank girl might. Right. She's she's gonna deal with some bad stuff. I also feel like she's kind of dealing with like existential um like thoughts or like figuring out like what is life. Yeah. And stuff. So there's a lot of like that's going on. Like honestly, I kind of feel like she's headed towards death. I do too. She one hundred percent. This is her getting her affairs in order trip. That's yeah. what she's doing before she dies. This yeah. is her heading to coffin. She's bag. not even trying to escape it. As we started with this, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> she's headed towards death. So I yes, our sense was correct and justified right. by the well. Title. And the, the vulture creature kind of mentions that a little bit in the beginning, and uh, he said, "There's three men approaching, not the ones I'm waiting for." Every, everyone talks in this like they are very very intelligent. Like they they structure their sentences weird. Is that what gave you the theater vibe about it? Maybe. Yeah, it and was the, like in the Adamant character in the tub writing poetry and just mm-hmm. being. Give another description for people that don't know who Adamant is. He's like uh, the Smiths. He's like right. Mick Jagger. <laughs> Adamant's not like well, well, well this, that guy's like guy Mick is. Jagger. Yeah, but he's Walt. Kid Rock, but cool. <laughs> Great comparison. <laughs> they keep getting more and more confusing stacked up next yeah. to each other. While we're on the topic of this character, mm-hmm. um, correct me if I'm wrong. He paid to have the Earth Eater come after our lead because of a reason we're un- not privy to. I think she is his muse and part of some like drug-induced thought experiment. He was like, let's kill my muse and that'll inspire some poetry. And then he changed his mind. Is that what I'm gathering from what happened? I thought he happened? didn't know that she was getting killed. Because he seemed upset Yeah, that, but he that he, when he, he found out she was going to be it, killed. It seems to me like he's trying to pay off the Earth Eater I did, yeah. with, with a briefcase full of money to say, like, consider the job done already. I, I, I guess I took it that he initiated the thing. Maybe... Um, unknowingly, and now he's like, I want to take that back. I thought he was paying double what the person paid initially to kill this but woman. The, so we don't know who the but person is. the Earth is. Eater says, you hired me for the job you set, the yeah. ritual in motion. Okay, right. And then he uh, says, 
me, you don't understand what you're dealing with. So I think he is confused. Maybe his multiple personalities. Indirectly, he set this in motion, but he doesn't realize what part he played. My thing is, is that they, they then immediately kill that character, who I think is an intriguing character who maybe had more to give us. But it kind of shows some of the chaos that this book is indulging in, is like setting up this character, setting up the part they played, and then immediately killing them. Like, that was super unexpected for me. I I bet you dollars to, to donuts he crawls out of that crack. You think so? Yeah. I think it's just, it was a way to slow him down. To, okay, to, sure. For the, for the Earth Eater to just be like, I'm not talking with you anymore. This is all very distracting. <laughs> going to the ground. <laughs> I, love the, I love saying that, being like, you're going to go away now. <laughs> this is all very distracting. Yeah. Me done talking. Yeah. <laughs> you in dirt. He's a simple beast, and he doesn't care about money. He t- cares about killing. I like this comic book. I am excited to read more. Is this a limited, or is it ongoing? I hope it's ongoing. I say that only in the breath of how much do I have to invest? Oh, you're going to have to invest, because I'm reading it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're in for Coffin Bound. <laughs> yeah, we don't know if this is ongoing or uh, a limited series. I, I, I haven't looked. This would be something... Let me let me gauge you... For you, my gauges, my on um, how I how much I like this. Like, um, like I said, art alone, beautiful. If it was three to four issues, I would pick them up just based on that. Right. And then the, the story is like fun and a bonus if it turns out to be a great story. Uh, if it's an ongoing thing, I don't know that there was enough there for me to continually invest myself just because I was a little foggy on it. Just the direction itself. Yeah, I think Russo said that like. He didn't have to like read through this twice because he got what he wanted out of it. It was campy. It was fun. For me, I was, I felt like I was foggy on the details and maybe could have benefited from another pass through that might have filled in some blanks for me that got me more invested in this story. But I think there right. were too many like unanswered questions and structure that I was looking for that I didn't necessarily get in the um, first issue. I think Danny is the real winner here, though. Of the comic book, I would agree. The art, the artwork is it's fucking magnificent. Yeah, it was super, super good. And I, I will agree I, with you. I don't know that. that she's done much else. I I went hard on her Instagram. Yep. Uh, kind of just trying to figure out what else she has done. I wonder. So Dan Waters is part of that. This weird. Um, we read a couple of books. I think they're called like the White Noise Collective. This like UK. Oh yeah. Um, I remember that. Like, collective of, like, people that were coming together to, like, write better, innovative comic books. Wasn't Analog a part of that? Um, It wasn't Analog. It was... um, This guy wrote Limbo. Do you remember this book? Yeah. I never read it, but I I remember it. Yeah. Very cool covers. Uh, I remember enjoying that. Another, like, female lead, femme fatale type character in some weird uh, magical fantasy sort of stuff. I loved this comic book. I was really, really, really pleased with it. And I think that you don't need me to wrap it up and tell you whether what I felt about it. But uh, it sold out and it's going straight to a second printing and deservedly so. And I, I think I want to emphasize again that Greg and I didn't hate the book. We both enjoyed it. Right. We weren't gaga over it, though. Right. And it definitely had its flaws. Not everything can be a mind fuck X-Men book. So that's for damn sure. Yeah, man, totally. God, those books are Ooh. killing it right now. Ooh, they're so good. I wish I could have another Korkakoff flower. Well, have you been reading it? Korkakoff flower. Yeah, <laughs> it's Krakoa. Krakakoff. If you're gonna insult me, at least do it right. Krakakoff flower. Here's what he's doing to us right now. Miley like 
Andy Bunch. <laughs> no, I, I love give, give me Twisted Future Neon. Fucked up. <laughs> That's all I like. I loved uh, the Carnage book. Did you? Absolute Carnage. I loved it. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. It took me forever to read. Yeah, it was like 80 pages. Um, it's three comics in one. But I like, it was great. In the way that like, I haven't listened to the episode yet, but yep. the way that like Spider-Man enters it and like they just like openly discuss Eddie Brock's thing, like situation. Yep. It was just great. It was fantastic. And a, like a fantastic way to enter you into that universe, not expecting you yeah. to know anything. Danny, Danny Coates wrote it. Yep. Or Donny Coates, sorry. Donny Coates. Yeah. Uh, Donny Coates, yeah. He he always writes uh, stuff like that that like gets you in there. <laughs> Donny Hossy Coates. Donna, yeah. Donny Hossy Coates. Like, Donny Cates? Donny Coates? What Donny, are we talking Donny about? Donny Cates. My bad, sorry. Um, the, the way Donny Cates wrote Spider-Man, I really, really enjoyed in Absolute Carnage. He was just super funny and like you could tell that he invested in the history that Venom and Spider-Man had with one another and, like, kind of played off that. The jealous thing, and then he's like, "Yeah, just tell him I said a joke here or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I have a reputation to uphold. Yeah. Nice I, don't like the spi- I don't like the spiral on the head, though. It's goofy. The way it's always been? Carnage has not always had a spiral on his oh, head. Oh, 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 oh. Like it's, the cult it's go- symbol. It's goofy. Well, it definitely <laughs> needs to be there for this. It's goofy. Noted. I told Donnie. Okay. <laughs> tell Danny. Too. Danny. <laughs> Danny Tate. Danny Tate. <laughs> we love comics. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, before people suss us out, let's close this mother down. <laughs> Remember to check us out on the Patreon and all the socials, but you'll hear that in a couple of seconds. So, bye, everybody. Bye. This has been another episode of First Issue Club. We are a proud member of the Fountain City Frequency family of podcasts. Our music is provided by Primary Color Music. We are recorded in KCUR Studios. You can find us, rate us, friend, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, and your favorite listening platforms at First Issue Club, F-I-R-S-T.